Emergency, emergency, emergency podcast. What up? Welcome to On the Bench. I am your host for this emergency instant reaction, whatever you want to title it, podcast. Brendan Sinone. Definitely not the second time I've recorded this episode. Definitely didn't just crash on me uh, five minutes ago. That added to the emergency. It's an emergency with an emergency. Anyways, you don't care about that. What you care about, Jordan Travis is back. Yes, he's going to have an encore. Uh, the the FSU All-ACC second-team quarterback is coming back for one more season with the Seminoles. He'll be QB1 in 2023. And let's get into it, what this means for Florida State, why you guys should be excited, other than just Jordan Travis is a really good player. Uh, but, but this was a breakout campaign for, for Jay Trav as the president of the Jordan Travis fan club. Um, I mean, just a round of applause for him. He's had a remarkable 2022 season, completing 63.2% of his 315 passing attempts for 2,796 yards, 22 touchdowns, four interceptions, plus an extra 367 yards on the ground, seven touchdowns rushing as well. Uh, what was really cool about the stat line is like those aren't eye-popping numbers, but they're remarkably efficient. I mean, he's averaging, uh, I think, fourth or fifth nationally in yards per attempt and really took care of the football, but expanded his game as a passer. Like his rushing numbers are down this year and they're down because he didn't have to run as much. And that he played in more games than he's ever played in. He started all 12, uh, yet he has he had half 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 as many half half as many rushing attempts this year as he did last year. And that's because he got better as a passer. And that's where we're going to start off this podcast. And as we kind of contextualize uh, what Jordan Travis means, like his return means to FSU moving forward, a reflection on like why we're why this is such a big deal. Jordan Travis, according to Pro Football Focus, which isn't the end-all be-all, it's not, it's not the Bible, uh, but it is a good reference point to try to determine how efficient someone is because they do subjective, but they do use a criteria for everyone across the country and grading different throws and management of the offense, and it's a good barometer. He was the number two quarterback at the Power 5 level with his overall PFF grade of 91.2. And for context, if you're in the 90 or above range, that's, that's elite. There's only a handful of guys that get that uh, sort of a hat tip. He's only behind Drake May of North Carolina. He's ahead of Bryce Young of Alabama, Caleb Williams, who might end up winning the Heisman Trophy of USC, Hendon Hooker, who had a great season. I mean, he's, he's ahead of almost everyone for how efficient he was. And his, his passing grade, while not as robust as his overall grade, was still great. Uh, 88.6, nearly elite. And I think he's one, two, three, fourth. Fourth among Power 5 quarterbacks with the passing grade. So this is someone who just really, for those of you who've listened to this show for a long time or Knowles 24-7 subscribers, like you know how we felt, how I felt about Jordan Travis early on in his career. And rewind, like he was someone when he first arrived in 2019 from Louisville as a transfer that was pretty broken as a, as a player, as a person, had a really bad experience there at the end of the Bobby Petrino era. His confidence was down. And his confidence as a pastor was like totally shot. I promise there were days when we were out at spring practice where it was really windy and the wind kicked his butt, like to where he struggled to throw the ball through through the breeze in a way that no other quarterback on the roster was, was struggling with. And it was alarming. And we were getting feedback from different people on the coaching staff who were legitimately concerned about whether he could play quarterback at this level. And all that noise whether it was internally, externally, something that's weighed on Jordan Travis. Like he heard those things, and that only further. And this is a guy who I've had coaches recently uh, 
well, not that recently, but within the last year or two, like describe him as, as a more sensitive and, and fragile guy. And, and that's okay. Like that, that's fine. But, but what that's all that took a toll on Jordan Travis, the years of that. And that's where I give a hat tip to Jordan himself, first and foremost, for continuing to work at his craft and for building confidence and finding ways to, to compartmentalize, excuse me, some of that negativity and use it for good. Uh, but then also Mike Norvell, Tony Tokars, uh, Kenny Dillingham, quarterback coach last year, uh, the entire, I mean, the strength staff, uh, Josh Storms. I mean, all sorts of people around Jordan Travis helped build him up physically, mentally, uh, schematically, in so many different ways to where you just see Jordan's body language just totally different now. And, and that's led to, in addition to getting him some help uh, at wide receiver, beefing up the offensive line, scheming around him. I mean, that's led to him becoming a, a truly good very good, if not like borderline great college quarterback. Like he was great this season for large chunks of it. And what, as we reflect on the end of the season, what I really liked about Jordan Travis and what has me so excited about what he could do next year in 2023, uh, a dark horse Heisman candidate, maybe not even a dark horse. Like he'll be on list, guys. Like he will be on preseason list next year uh, for Heisman Trophy contention after this nine and three campaign for Florida State. But what gets me excited is what happened when things went poorly this year. During that three-game skid in the middle of the season where Jordan didn't have his best days, uh, where the NC State game where he probably had his worst interception of the year. I'm not talking about the one at the end of the game. I'm talking about the one in the second half, I think in the third quarter. Uh, that was just him, him, I think, getting into a bad check or whatnot. Um, regardless, he, he was the most maybe frustrated he had been, and he took that and he used it for fuel and for motivation. Like, he... He and Mike Norvell talked about this. Jordan talked about this. Like he practiced pissed off after those three games, after they had their bye week to kind of lick their wounds and, and heal a little bit and, and get things figured out. Jordan Jordan figured stuff out, and he came to practice with this renewed sharpened focus and this energy and intensity that we hadn't seen before. Not to say he wasn't practicing with energy beforehand, but he said, I got tired of losing and knew what we were capable of, and he felt he took it upon himself to elevate everyone around him and that's exactly what he did and as Florida State ran through the back half of the schedule Jordan Travis was nothing short of remarkable and while we can kind of parse like did the did the defense where they dominate against crappy quarterbacks or backup quarterbacks bad offenses FSU went against good defenses largely during this stretch to go 5-0 at the end of the year and Jordan Travis was great okay uh, the birds are chirping they're happy about this news I understand it you know J Trav Hive uh the the Cardinals and the Wrens around here love J-Trav, what can you say? But uh, even like that the regular season finale against Florida, which is all fresh in our mind, like, yeah, that was that was huge because it was a game where the, the passing attack wasn't working, right? The guys around him were, were frankly letting Jordan down with, with so many drops, and Jordan willed his team to victory. Not single-handedly, but like he was the temperature setter for that game. He's he's the guy who broke the rock for a reason. The way he ran the, the ball, whether designed runs or more impressively, the the scrambles, right? What he was able to do with his, his magic axe getting out of out of pressure and breaking four or five tackles at a time to, to put FSU in scoring position. Like he was he was magical that game and uh, that really sets up uh, what should be a bright future for Florida State in twenty twenty three, which is what I'm gonna get to in a second here. First, I want to give a shout out to our our Bayer Sinone sponsor, the Turner Group. Uh, we aren't going to play Bayer Sinone for this this episode because it is a rapid, instant, emergency reaction, whatever pod, whatever we're titling it, working, working title. 
Uh, but I do want to give a shout out to Colin Turner of the Turner Group. He's a huge FSU fan, FSU alum, and the Turner Group is a truly elite. Yes, we can use the word elite, Chris, when we're talking about the Turner Group. Realty company in Central Florida. It, it's a smaller company. It's Colin, his wife, Amy, two other employees, but they work remarkably hard. They closed on over 100 or about 100 homes, excuse me, last year. And uh, Colin works all the time and he's always working whenever I text him or talk to him on the phone. And he always finds time to watch Florida State football, though. So if you're you are looking for someone who will take really good care of you, if you're in the 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 buying or selling home market, then um, Colin's your guy to reach out to. Just Google the Turner Group, five-star reviews all over the place and contact information there. So as we get to what 2023 looks like with Jordan Travis, and this is kind of the offseason, FSU still has to play a bowl game, but we're we're in the we're in the stage of feeling really good and, and positivity and optimism. So I'm going to take a really optimistic approach with what Florida State could be. I'm going to be looking at the ceiling, like what, what the upside is here. And with Jordan Travis coming back, it's going to put FSU in a, a spot to be uh, one, a top 10 team in the preseason. I think that's on the table. And if you're a top 10 team in the preseason, it means you're able to afford a slip up or two in the regular season and still be in contention for stuff that matters. It's going to give you a chance to legitimately on seat Clemson uh, for, I guess not the Atlantic division, right? Because divisions are going away, but for an ACC championship, like FSU should legitimately contend for that this year. It wasn't that far away from it this year. Um, so that, that should be up up there. And Jordan Travis is going to be the, the stir that makes the drink. Uh, he's going to be the the catalyst to all good things that, that could happen to Florida State next year. And a big reason like why this is important to get Jordan Travis coming back to get, announce it now, think about the potential um, the potential trickle-down effect it's going to have through the roster. Like if you're Johnny Wilson or Trey Benson, are you coming back to Florida State if Jordan Travis is in here? Maybe but it's going to look a lot more appealing to have QB1 returning, and that's going to be huge. And those guys haven't announced yet. Uh, I don't know if it's set in stone for them, but I, I feel pretty good about them returning as I'm recording this podcast today. I think Jordan Travis is a huge reason why. If you're going to try to get a wide receiver in the transfer portal or try to you know, fend off any late suitors for Hakeem Williams or uh, uh, Cedric Baxter, you're trying to add some offensive alignment in the transfer portal, whatever you're trying to add on offense, if you have Jordan Travis as a selling point, that 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 helps. That helps because you're able to say he's one of the best returning quarterbacks in the country. He's dynamic. He will make your job easier if you're an offensive lineman. Hell, he'll make your job easier if you're a wide receiver with the way he's improved as a passer and certainly will make a running back's life easier too. Tell tell Trey Benson how nice it was to to get a little head of steam a lot because defenses were so focused on Jordan Travis this year. Uh, so uh, there, Jordan Travis just returning with the roster already intact is going to be huge. But what he's going to be able to potentially attract, like I think that's a really big deal. This is also, to me, a, another sign that Florida State, well, I shouldn't say Florida State, but uh, NIL groups that might be interested in Florida State or, or you know, be in the Tallahassee area, wh- whatever, uh, that would provide NIL bo- opportunities. Uh, they're in it and in it for Florida State, and Florida State's going to be in the mix to retain someone like Jordan Travis. I don't think it's cheap. That's probably easily six figures, maybe closer to seven. And that that shows, I guess, a, a level of commitment that is going to be a requisite moving forward in the NIL era. The fact that you're in it and you're able to afford someone of, the, of Jordan Travis's caliber, like, yeah, that's huge. That's big time. And, again, I think that'll that'll – 
lead to more confidence from fans, from people such as yourself listening to this podcast, uh, I think that's going to be be big uh, for people to keep buying in. You want to support a winner. You want to see that what you're supporting is actually quantifiably leading to something. And here's another example of that. And then finally, the last point I want to make about Jordan Travis returning, think about what Mike Norvell did with Jordan Travis this season in terms of schematically and building the offense around him. I think it was Kev a little who pointed out in the offseason what Memphis quarterbacks did in year two under Mike Norvell and how they got better. And heck, we saw Jordan Travis from 2020 with that weird season get better from 2020 to 2021 as a part-time or most-time starter he made another jump in year three and just based on those trends like yeah (laughs) you have to think that there's a chance that Jordan Travis keeps getting better which is really fun to think about I have no idea what that's going to look like my imagination can run wild with it because there was a point again where I was not a huge believer in Jordan Travis and I became a believer by last season because I saw what he meant to this team I saw that he was a winner saw how people responded to him and I saw what he did without a bunch of talent around him talent got better this year probably even better than we expected like Trey Benson you hit on him Micah Pittman you hit on him Johnny Wilson you hit on him uh, Big Meech was really solid offensive line to to help solidify that right guard spot like you hit on all these guys around Jordan Travis he helped them make make he helped make them better they helped make him better it all worked in unison it was beautiful to watch this season to have a top 10 offense that Jordan Travis was humming leading it uh, and and now you get to run it back with him right? He, he got better with help around him and you can afford maybe to bring on even more, more impressive players because they're going to want to come play with a guy who's now a proven commodity in Jordan Travis. So it's a huge day to be a Florida State fan. There's a huge development for Florida State. The Heisman campaign for 2023 for Jay Trav, it has begun. I am going to be super excited to watch what develops this, this upcoming season with the Seminoles and Jordan Travis. It's a fun day to be a knoll. All right, for On the Bench, I'm Brendan Sinone. Thanks for listening to this instant, rapid, emergency reaction podcast.